Yeah, so we've got a lot to give thanks for this morning, haven't we? And uh, if it wasn't for Jesus, where would we be? You know, in many parts of the world today, there is a, a spiritual hunger and people are asking a question. What must I do to be saved? You know, long ago, as we've read, a jailer asked, asked a prisoner that same question. And he received a very concise answer. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved and your household. In another instance, a lawyer approached Jesus and asked, What shall I do to inherit eternal life? The lawyer was asking once again that age-old question about eternal life. And the same questions are still being asked today. Jesus answered his question by asking a question. What is written in the law? How does it read to you? You know, so Jesus has put the twist on, on the question that he'd been asked. You know, but this highly intelligent person, this lawyer, who would have known the, the law by verse probably, he replied by quoting a verse, and it can be found in Luke chapter 10. And it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind and your neighbour as yourself. So Jesus responded once again by saying, you, you have answered correctly. So this man knew what he had to say. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and all your mind. And that goes for us today. It's not an age-old question. Yes, it was a long time ago asked. But it's still relevant for today. Also, you must not only love your neighbour, but you must love him as yourself. And sometimes in these days, that's quite hard for people to do. You know, it's very hard to even get to know your neighbour, never mind to, to love them. You know, you, you can be in the street and you might never know who is living just along the road from you. But Jesus said to do this, and you will live. So we have to love our neighbours. In other words, today we have to give the right answer. But the problem is, do we do it? Do we do it? The man who was talking to Jesus became uneasy with his response to the point where he tried to change his subject. But why did he do this? It was because he had realised that he was failing the word of God. So if we today were asking the question, what must I do to be saved? What would the answer be? What would the answer be? Well, it's easy. Not only have we to believe on the Lord Jesus, but we also have to keep the law or the word of God. There's only one problem though. Have you ever done it? Have you kept the word of God every day, every hour, without ever failing? In James chapter 2 verse 10 it says, For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point has become guilty of all. 
so it doesn't just matter you know you might have kept it all you, the time but you might have stumbled just the one 1 John 1 verse 10 tells us if we say that we have not sinned we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us the apostle Paul summed everything up in one verse from Romans chapter 3 verse 10 as well there is none righteous not even one he has taught me here of the human race but there was one person there was one person who kept the law perfectly and who never sinned and that is our Jesus Jesus Christ the Son of God who was without sin the only one he's the only one who has never personally experienced it and we can see this by how his heavenly father declared three times this is my beloved son who I am well pleased he had a good right to it didn't he you know he had a perfect son there Romans 3 verse 20 cannot make it clearer it says therefore by the deeds of law no flesh can be justified in his sight for by the law comes the knowledge of sin so sinful man cannot live up to the holy demands of God's law because one day we will fail and the problem is that no one is righteous in the eyes of God either right from the start Adam couldn't keep God's law and it was there where all the sin began there in that garden there with one apple sin crept in Romans 3 verses 22 and 23 says there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God you know some people think that the law is there for the means of salvation but it's not it's for the sole purpose to point out man's weaknesses and failures and then it would lead us to Christ so that we would put our faith in him to save us the problem is we have too many weaknesses we have too many failures in our lives and it was only Jesus that can give us the faith to be saved so everyone has sinned in God's sight and there are no exceptions and there is no difference between the good the bad or the religious person why because all have sinned even if you've broken the law ever so slightly you have still broken the law and you're guilty you're guilty you know Paul went to great lengths to explain the fact of sin in chapters 1 and 2 of Romans and to the fact that no one measures up to the righteousness of God because every one of us comes up short so what is the penalty for unrighteousness today it's the same as where it has been all the time it tells us in Romans 6 verse 23 the wages of sin is death there are no half measures we cannot pick and choose we can't expect anything different it goes on to tell us in the Bible that God is light and in him no darkness can be found it's God's very nature to oppose evil 
he hates evil and he is opposed to sin also and it's the sin that separates God and man today John 3 verse 36 says he who believes in the son has eternal life but then he who does not obey the son shall not see life but the wrath of God abides on him you know we've got a day where we'll have to stand in front of God there'll be a day when we have to make an account however there is good news and the good news is that God's holy wrath against sin has been satisfied how? by sacrifice the sacrifice of Christ Jesus on our behalf this doesn't mean because Jesus took our sins to the cross that we can just carry on doing what we've been doing for years and I mean sinning because throughout history man has tried to build bridges to God by means of good works and all of these bridges have ended in failure it tells us in the Bible that good works is not good by itself alone you know here we have this lawyer go back to this man again the lawyer asked the question what must I do to inherit eternal life nowadays it, it's been it, it, nowadays it has become what can I do not what must I do but what can I do and that's the way people live today what can I do to get this what can I do to get that but they never think about what's going to happen to them well the truth is we can do nothing really it doesn't matter what good works we do it doesn't matter how good we think we are it is all of God all that sinful man can do is to come and cast himself before him and ask for mercy from God we need to cry out to God today we need to cry out just to let him know that we understand that we are sinners God be merciful to me a sinner it is then when we will see the provision of God towards us you know and it says how, how can man become righteous before God how can it and how righteous do we have to be to be good enough to please God in the opening chapters of Romans it tells us no one is righteous enough to please God but the Bible says there is only one way we can be righteous and it is God's provision because God has provided the righteousness he demands because we can't do it ourselves we are, we are way too low but God has, has provided the righteousness and God's requirement for, obedient, for obedience is so great that none of us can ever live up to it either have you been obedient to God all your life have you not done anything wrong in your life we have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory and the high cost of spiritual failure is death you know but there is one person only one person who has the perfect obedience required 
towards God today. And the Lord Jesus Christ saves us by keeping the law for us. And it's because the Lord Jesus Christ has satisfied the law and kept it perfectly that we can partake in that. And the good news for us today is that the perfect obedience that God requires has been obtained through the death of our Jesus today. And in that sense, we are saved by obedience. Romans 5 verse 19 says, Through the obedience of one, the many will be made righteous. Through the obedience of one, the many will be made righteous. So we can stand right before God today because of the perfect obedience that Jesus performed for us. That is if we know him for ourselves this morning. And what was that perfect obedience? It was that Jesus went to the cross to take away the sin of the world. He took our sin. He took my sin. He took the sin of the world upon his back. And God receives all sinners, it tells us, who repent and put their trust in Christ to save them. So we are justified this morning. We are justified through faith. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and not through any works or obedience on our part. And it's God who creates that faith in our hearts. So today, believing in Christ Jesus is to receive God's free <coughs> gift of eternal life. So we, we can't do anything to set our hearts right with God because God has already done it. He's done all that needs to be done through the perfect obedience of Jesus. You know, all we can do is receive the salvation offered and the, and the promise of eternal life that goes with it. How? By trusting God's message that we are accepted in Christ alone. Jesus went to that cross for you and for me this morning. He done everything for us. Sometimes we, we tend to forget, don't we? So this morning, we are saved by grace through the finished work of Christ. And how do we know that it's finished? Because Jesus told us on his last words on that cross, it is finished. So remember this morning, we have to be obedient if we want to get to that uh, eternal life. As the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? Have you asked that question this morning? If not, take time out. Speak to our pastor. The lawyer said, how do I obtain eternal life? That's it. That's eternal life. That's what we need. You have to read it. You have to take it in. And yes, it may be hard. But it's truth. Jesus said, it is finished. Not yet. Until he comes again. Our Jesus. It's not finished. Amen.